This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. This is Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Oris, and... I am here to get you through your house to answer whatever you have going on around your house. We can go over one of the things I, you know, kind of came up with is it got so cold, you know, uh, winter. Uh, what do you got to do to get ready for winter for sure? Um, if you have any questions on that, I can definitely get that uh, answered for you. Every house is going to be a little bit different, but if you've if you see any of my social media, um, I actually, you know, posted this morning was my, my neighbor's house. Um, their sprinkler system actually uh, froze overnight and busted and was spraying water all over the side of the house, going down the foundation and everything, um, just shooting absolutely everywhere when those pipes burst like that. So I got it shut off from the outside, but I'm definitely going to take some repairs and some work to... Uh, get that taken care of. So I, I posted a little video of that to kind of remind everybody, uh, are you ready for winter? Have you gotten ready for winter? It's going to freeze again tonight. A lot of things to, to think of for that. Um, sprinkler systems is a big one, you know, wrap the outside of that with, with a real nice thick blanket, couple tarps, get it as thick as you can to, uh, try and, uh, Keep that from freezing on these overnight lows when it gets below freezing for sure and get it shut off as soon as possible. Um, I myself have mine running still because I, like I, I've talked about a couple times, did a bunch of yard work and wanted to keep it running. And of course, since I left it on, it's rained like crazy. A couple days, uh, uh, actually a couple instances of snow out there. And that's great for the yard and the grass and, you know, soaking in water as that melts. So I haven't even really needed it. Um, that's kind of the downside. Of course, you get it ready. It's kind of like washing your car. Then it's going to rain 15 minutes later, uh, pretty much guaranteed. So, but I've got mine blanketed off, and hopefully it'll it'll hold out the next couple of days until they shut it off next week. But um, just a lot of that stuff to think about. If you have any questions on anything like that, anything remodeling, full service remodeling, if you want to talk about how it's done, what are some of the steps, how do you get through it. I am here for you today, another Saturday, my favorite hour of the week. So feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. And so today I have a a little bit of a special giveaway. I'm going to actually make this a two for today, actually, too, because we have our usual Stefanina's $25 gift card. Um, We're going to go ahead and give that away still, too. And, um, that, that there is, you know, great Italian restaurant. There's about six locations. Um, they're out in kind of O'Fallon, St. Charles, St. Peter's. There is one on the the County side in, in, um, Chesterfield down in Chesterfield commons. And it's just a great restaurant. Um, 
great. Their their Steph special pizza is totally awesome. We get that all the time. We absolutely love it in our house, and uh, we go there all the time. I've been a patron for well over fifteen years. Um, love love the owners, Bill, and everybody down there. Um, so we partner up to do this this giveaway. But I also have four tickets to the Billikens, uh, St. Louis Billikens basketball game. And that game is on Saturday, November 24th. So uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So a lot of people should be around and off. Maybe you have some guests. I got four tickets for that for you. So we're going to give away a gift card to one lucky caller. We're going to give away the four tickets to another lucky caller. So to separate that, what I thought I'd do is the first call to ask me a question on the air, and same rules as usual, leave your phone number with Zach, um, and maybe like the area you live or whatever, and we will get with you next week to get this stuff mailed out to you. But so the very first question, I'll do the gift card. The $25 Stephanie gift card will go to the first and then after that, what we'll do is our usual drawing. Um, if we get three or four calls, we'll just take that at the beginning of the week. We'll pick one person out of a hat, and then we'll call you, and we'll get your information, and we'll mail you these Billikens basketball tickets. So first caller, we'll get the gift card. We'll call you early next week, send you the gift card. After that, we'll draw for the uh the billikens basketball tickets so and it's a lot of fun i've been down there um a couple times at the billikens game and and i and i gotta say you know at that chaffetz arena and everything it's really nice there's you know a nice place to eat and everything in there and it's really it's kind of, i mean you can see so well like no matter where you're at in there it's like you're right there close up um, and these are good seats it's section 102 row k so um, they are good seats. So I'm telling you, you can see great. It's I'm not a huge, huge basketball fan, but when you get to see it that well, and actually, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So I've done it a couple times and really enjoyed it. So um, I, I say what we'll do is we'll get right to the phones real quick here. I got about two minutes. I'm going to get to Dan so we can uh, have our, our Stephanina's gift card uh, winner here pick. So uh, Dan, are you with us? What do you got going on? Yeah, I'm redoing my shower. Uh-huh. Okay, so I got uh, everything tore out, and I got an exterior wall, which got the insulation in, and I'm going to put a niche in it, but I want to know if they have any kind of cement board or hardy backer for that wall that's 5 eighths to match up the drywall because I'm not going all the way to the ceiling. Um, so you're going to put a niche inside the wall of that exterior wall? Correct. Um, so, I mean, really my first thing is I, I wouldn't recommend putting it there Okay. just because you're going to be, you know, going, you know, three, four inches deep. You're going to pretty much be up against that exterior sheeting okay. and it's going to get pretty cold in the winter and stuff. And it's going to, a lot of temperature difference in that area and it, it can wear, you know, with, with, uh, just getting hot and cold and getting mm-hmm. wet with the, the grout and everything that's in yep. that niche. Okay. Um, so I, I'd pick like it, maybe the wall behind you if it's an interior wall, or maybe mm-hmm. you know um, do a corner mounted one that the wall that doesn't go inside the wall. Possibly okay. there's a couple options, I, but I don't know that I'd do that 
you know, niche in that exterior wall. Okay. Um, okay. But as far as your thickness, I mean, typically, so do you have five eighths inch drywall on the wall? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, typically the, um, all, all your backer board's going to be about a half an inch. Yeah. So I, I'd say, you know, um, most products that we use are a half an inch. The Durarock's a half an inch. So what you'd probably have to do is just put an eighth inch on those two-by-fours, kind of shim them out first. Just kind of fur them out? Just, just fur them out so that then okay. your half-inch material will plane into that five-eighths. I don't know offhand if they make a backer that's five-eighths because usually okay. five-eighths is on the ceiling or like fire rock walls of a garage, something like that, so it's not typical to be in a shower. Yeah, this might be the bump out of the garage. Yeah, it might, yeah okay, so yeah, that might kind of explain why they'd use that there. But, yeah, I'd, I'd go with the backer board and just kind of fur it out. So, um, all right. Well, thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate you you will get the uh, Stephanina's gift card, so we'll call you next right week and get the, your info and get it mailed out to you. And, and for everybody else out there, we're going to get to our first break here. And uh, feel free to give us a call and try to get those basketball tickets. So 314-241-9797. All right, we are back. It's Saturday. We have Billiken's tickets still open for someone to win. Um, leave a phone number when you call in, and uh, we'll pick a winner early this week. Get your information and mail these Billiken's uh, basketball tickets to you. So ask me any any questions about remodeling. Uh, winter stuff is a, a big top topic with the freezing right now. Um, so give me a shout, 314-241-9797. And this Billikens game is for, um, if, for some of you that weren't around in the first segment, it is for Saturday, November 24th, and uh, it's an afternoon game. It's section 102, row K, so it's some good seats, and really anywhere inside that, you know, Chaffetz, as you can see really well, it's a really neat thing, you know, to go to and check it out. Um, I've done it, and... Uh, Really liked it, had a lot of fun, um, just love kind of, you know, things like that. So um, give us a call, and we will pick a winner for these uh, Billikens tickets, 314-241-9797. Um, and we've got a lot going on um, around Mosby, around work, uh, things were, were getting done. Um, did want to touch on right out front here, kind of looking out the, uh, the window at the veterans parade out there getting started and everything and definitely want to you know get a shout out there for for all the veterans for veterans day i mean it's it's probably the most important uh, holiday that we have throughout the year with the with the, the most meaning you know i think for for us and our country and and what would we what would we be without our veterans so want to wish everybody a, a happy veterans day and uh Check out this parade starting to move now. It looks pretty cool. They got a lot going on out there. So um want to definitely do that. And, you know, out at Mosby, different things that we do all the time, different things that we have, you know, going on. Um, we have our our latest uh, blog that we did. So we just, uh, the last one we just did was about um, basement ceilings. Sky's the limit for, for basement ceilings. And it just kind of runs over. You know, a lot of the different options, you know, drywall 
obviously is probably the most popular, you know, ceiling in a basement because everybody wants to kind of feel like they're not in a basement. And that's, you know, a really good way to do that. And, and, but you got to kind of watch out for those accesses. You got to watch out for, you know, um, shut off. So like your, your hose bib shut offs and stuff right now, you got to leave access to all that stuff. So if you need to get in there before winter and shut that off, drain the pipe, you know, you got to have access to all that drop ceilings, um, been around forever and, but they've really come a really, really long way. And we've done some pretty cool ones and we've done some that have almost like a tray ceiling to the panel or, or like a coffered type, you know, uh, make inside that drop ceiling panel. I had one years ago that had little puppy prints and you can kind of run it across the basement. Like there was a dog, you know, little prints running across the ceiling. Um, so there's some really cool, interesting, you know, things like that. And then we try to advise people too, to just think about ceilings you do anywhere. If you have the height, I mean, custom ceilings, you can do coffered ceilings, tray ceilings, you know, beams, all kind of neat decorative stuff, metal, like a drop ceiling. The metal panels um, are really neat in a basement, you know, so finding something like that. So there is a ton of ways you can do, you know, lower level ceilings. Um, and of course, one of the easiest, leave it open, just leave it exposed, industrial feel. Maybe you spray it white or, or black or, or like a dark gray, you know, it's kind of a good color for that, um, kind of blend into like an industrial thing. But there's a lot of options. And if you go to our website, callmosby.com, you can find all those blogs. You can find all our information, the photos, everything with that. So I would say, you know, check that out if you'd like to read through it or any other information on those ceilings. Um, callmosby.com. Um, and so we're going to get to the phone and see if we can get some people through here and maybe uh, – have some people on the list here for these Billikens tickets. So we got uh, Bo on the line. Are you with us? Yes. Hey, what do you have? Well, I uh, just purchased a home. It was uh, uh, repossessed by the bank, so it was a buy-as-is type thing. Uh, the previous owners put a, um attic fan in where the attic access was. I do not have access to my attic now. So the question is, can I cut through from the garage into the house, or is that a firewall? I, I've been told two different things. One, it's a firewall, you can't do it, and the other is, as long as I seal it up properly, then I can. What well, is the right answer? So, you know, I, I'd honestly have to go back and maybe look into the latest codes um, and it'll depend a little bit on area. I know that we, we had one we wanted to put stairs in, and they will not let you do those pull-down stairs because um, it's a big opening and they could get left down and everything. Um, okay. But there's a lot of homes in, in you know built in the 90s or early 2000s that they do put attic accesses in the garage. And as long as it's the 5 ace drywall, you know, on there. So it takes a while to burn through and you seal it. Well, it's okay. not an issue, but codes change all the time and newer, newer codes are getting approved and coming out, you know, every, every two, three years, there's like a newer version that ends up coming out. So right. the latest building code in your area may say, you know, they may have changed it to not even want the access at all. 
Because um, okay. the problem is if you leave that access panel moved out of the way, then you got a big hole that fire can rush right through. So right. it is kind of a safety concern, but I, I mean, my last house even had an attic access in the garage. As a matter of fact, I'm almost certain my, my current one does too. Um, and it was built in like 2003 out in O'Fallon. So right. um, it, there's areas yeah, that, that can be done or it used to be able to be done, but I'd have to double check to make sure for positive. And you can call okay, your local sure. municipality and just ask them. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Who should I call? <laughs> yeah. And so um, do you use that that whole house fan that they put in? Or, are you? Uh, yes. Okay. Because yes. is it yeah, a really it, good it, one that seals up and is insulated? It, it is not sealed up and it is not insulated. That's a, that's a project I'm getting ready to do. Okay. Because there's some really good fans out there that actually um, – have kind of like a door on the back side, and it'll insulate up to like an R38, like an attic value. Oh, and the doors wow. actually open when you turn the fan on. And okay, that's you know I would um, kind of look look for that um, and see if you're thinking about replacing it. Um, otherwise, yeah, you just kind of go up there and throw a blanket over it, or you could put magnets over it on the bottom side to kind of yeah that close off that's the grill. What I plan on doing. I'm going to put uh, magnets on the bottom and cover it. But uh, there, I can see into the attic through there. They did a lousy job. Yeah, so I've got to do some drywall repair and uh, brace it up a little bit. But other than that, the fan works fine. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that's the problem: is the fans are great. Um, uh, some people really love them and use them, and they're a great thing to have. But they're energy suckers when they're not in use, when it's yes, hot or when it's cold because of transfer. You know, it's just right. not insulated. So. But if you ever get, if you ever think about it, look up, you know, insulated fans and, and there's some really good options out there for you. I may do that just because the insulation factor. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the best way to go for sure. So, all righty. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for the call. That was a really good question here. And we're going to go to, to John has a question about drywall. Are you there, John? I am. I'm here. All right. What do you have? So I'm doing a remodel, um, bathroom, and, and um, refinish my basement. But my question is about green board and uh, regular drywall in a bathroom ceiling. <clears throat> so I had an inspector come in after doing drywall inspection. He says that you cannot put green board on the bathroom ceiling because of moisture. I thought you're supposed to put green board so that mold cannot grow up there. I, it's, he said it just changed recently, so I didn't know. If that was true or if he was just kind of, you know, saying something different on that, I didn't know how that would work. Yeah. I, board. Yeah, that's a that's an inter- interesting, um, you know, question and comment that he made there because so years ago, the green board used to only be really, you know, any type of uh, water protectant from the backside. Mm-hmm. And you would use it only where plumbing penetrates the wall, where the the you know, valves and stuff, actually the pipes come through the wall and it was really meant because of the backside there, it would kind of protect it from the back if something were to happen. Um, and then they got it, they, they, they changed it, made it a little bit better and you can use it around the showers, like with sheets of onyx material or cultured marble stuff. It's, it's better than it is now. We don't put it on the ceiling cause it's not necessary. It's really only necessary around the shower if you're doing like a solid onyx material, 
um, or it's necessary where the plumbing pipes come through the wall. Um, I don't know that it would hurt on the ceiling. I haven't necessarily heard that, but pretty much everywhere else on the ceiling, everywhere else, we just use regular drywall. And that drywall does breathe and, you know, the flat paint, that's why it's good on a bathroom ceiling too. It's fine because it'll kind of breathe and let moisture through it a little bit and stuff. And, you know, it's, so I don't know for sure that it's that big of a problem, but that's you know, if he's I'm saying not to, then I would say you don't get to. That's the only, yeah, that's the only problem he made there. Me take it down. I had everything up there, and he said, "No, you have to take the green board down." Yeah, that's too bad. All right, um, hey, great question, John. I got to get to a hard break here. Okay, but uh, I appreciate the call. And anyone else, give us a shout three one four two four one nine seven nine seven. All right, we're back at it, taking your calls all about your house. This is Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris, and I will help you get through whatever type of remodeling project you have going on or any maintenance issues or anything that, you know, and maybe sometimes you just got something weird that you've always wondered about or why do the creaks or the squeaks or, you know, when certain things happen, just just curious about something, feel free to give me a call and I'll see what I could do to get you through it. 314-241-9797. Or if you're far away, 866-455-9797. And uh, I want to remind everybody before I get back in the phones here a little bit that we have, we still have these four Billikens basketball tickets for Saturday the 24th. Um, I've got four tickets, section 102, row K. And, um, Great seats, a great time there. So if you call in, leave a phone number and uh, the area where you live, and we will draw somebody at the beginning of the week at our office. We'll pick one lucky caller, and they will win these four St. Louis Billikens basketball tickets. And we'll just call you and get your information, get your address, and just mail the tickets to you so you'll – have them in, in plenty of time and maybe you have some people coming in, you know, for Thanksgiving out of town or something, and you're just looking for something to, to do with them, you know, over that weekend, this could be a really perfect kind of St. Louis tradition thing here to uh, go to and check out. And if you haven't been, it is a lot of fun. So I'm going to get here to the phones to uh, Karen and uh, see what you got going on. Are you there, Karen? Yes, I'm here. Hey, thank you for calling. What are you What are you working on this weekend? Well, I've I've got a bathroom that has the cultured marble. You just talked to another caller about it, and it raised the question: um, When the builders put it in, they put rubber caulking around it, and uh-huh. it's kind of cracking and peeling away. And I'm not even sure if that's the what they're supposed to use. Are they supposed to use grout, like if you were to do it in a tile, or was is rubber appropriate? Uh, yeah, so the the rubber it should it should be a hundred percent waterproof uh, silicone sealant, and that is kind of like feels like rubber when it's you know done and set up and everything, um, and and they make it in a in a mildew resistant. Um, I, I'll kind of hence the word resistant there. It doesn't necessarily stop it, but it may take longer to start getting mildew on the caulk and everything. So, yeah, if your corners are getting bad or if you're getting kind of mildew in there, they're cracking up and everything, you just basically clean all that caulk out, you know, scrape it with like a flat razor, get it completely cleaned and dried out, 
and you want to make sure you get all of it out of there. So if there is a gap, you don't, don't just get it off the surface, but if there's a gap, kind of dig it out of there because you want that caulk to go deep into that, you know, gap. So if there's an eighth or sixteenth of an inch gap between those sheets, you want to clean as much of that out of there as possible so it actually goes back in there between the, the sheets and isn't just kind of on the surface in the corner. And then, yeah, use that 100% silicone to re-caulk the corners, and you'll be good. Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Great question. It's definitely something that uh, is on my list at home that uh, I've got to do in my master bath shower that it's kind of showing its age there, and I got the tube sitting there, and it's kind of, you know, I talk about all the time, the shoemaker's kids never having shoes that, you know, I, I see these tubes, and it's like, Every weekend, you're kind of like, oh, this ends up happening and that ends up happening. This weekend, we're helping my mother-in-law remove wallpaper. So no caulk going on this weekend for sure. But I could tell you, too, I'll warn everybody, um, they should put a ban on wallpaper. Oh, my gosh. It, talk about the most miserable thing you could ever have to do um, to try and take that stuff off. It's just, it's not as bad. It's just so time consuming that it's going to take forever. And it's just, it's a miserable task to me. And I'm in construction. I've done this my whole life. And it's one me, I'd almost rather rip the drywall right off the wall and just re-drywall. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is that pretty off. difficult. Like I've, I've tried to remove it before and we had like the little goop stuff that uh -huh. we use in a drywall scraper. Yeah. And it took like forever. Yep. I've done way more than my share. And you try the steamer and you try this and you, there's so many different. And sometimes the steamer works really good. Other types it doesn't work good on. And it's just, it's kind of hit or miss. Did they size the wall? Well, you know, that makes it a little bit easier to get it off stuff like that. You know, if it's done right, but yeah, it's a tedious, miserable task. I got to so, tell you. So is there a way to like, to stop it like before it happens, like uh, pre, pre, pre before I put the drywall on to make it easier for someone that wants to remove it. Is yeah, there... if you're oh, putting on wallpaper. Yeah. So there's like a sizing material that you paint it with first, and that should uh, help the removal process um, when you know when you're trying to get it down later. Okay. Yeah. So it's still tedious and hard though, for sure. So. But I'm going to jump here to uh, Don on the line, has a question for us. Don, what do you got going on? Thanks for calling. Hi, Rich. I've got a house that was built in uh, the mid-'70s, and uh, an issue one of your early callers raised uh, kind of prompted me to call you. My attic access is via a stair opening in the garage. Okay, like pull-down steps? Pull-down steps, exactly. Yeah. I doubt very much that they would pass current fire code. Is there any way I can modify that what I have now to make, make it meet or would I have to replace it? Um, well, they probably wouldn't make you replace it because if it was put in before the codes changed and everything, if you went to sell your house, I, I don't, they, they, they shouldn't make you replace it. But what I'd say is you could do is install some five eighths inch drywall um, on top of that, you know, lid when it's closed uh -huh. And that'll just, it'll just help it take longer to burn through if there was a fire in the garage. Um, there's no way you're going to get it 100% because of the way it opens and closes and all that. But 
the problem with them are is that generally it's like a piece of quarter inch luon. Right. And a fire will go through that in minutes. You Could know, I uh, get by maybe with just putting some sheet metal on there? Yeah, yeah. Some uh, I it wouldn't you wouldn't want aluminum. You almost have to look up, you know, maybe Google search like the burn time through certain metals because like aluminum, painted aluminum coil stock stuff like that doesn't have the same amount of burn time. Yeah, like a thicker galvanized. What you might use for air ducting or something. Yeah, yeah, that would work. A thicker galvanized would work. You could kind of cover it in that and, you know, screw and glue that on there or whatever. And that, that would also increase that time enough to, okay. and be a little thinner. And can I ask you a question about a whole house fan? Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, this house is built in mid seventies. I think the whole house fan we had was probably put in at that same time. It still works very nicely, but you know, again, earlier you mentioned that's a big, uh, energy gap right there. I think they have a lot of newer fans. They're smaller. They're supposed to be quieter. They have built-in doors with insulation or whatever. Yep. Uh, would you think it would be to my benefit to just pull that out and replace it? Um, I think it absolutely would for sure because the the thing is there's so much temperature transfer, you know, when it's, you know, if your attic is breathing and ventilating, it's considered outside, and it's the same temperature as outside. So last night when it was 20 degrees, it was 20 degrees in that attic, and that air will just, you know, come come down into it. Your hot air that you're trying to heat your house with just will raise up and go right through those louvers and go right into that attic. And then the other problem is condensation, it, and it's more of a winter problem, but when you're, you're sending that hot air and you're trying to heat your house up into that attic, the two temperatures meet and it will just cause condensation. It'll put frost on the underside of the roof sheeting. And I have seen it in, in the summer. I've actually had a couple different people. Um, I had a client out in St. Charles that had it in the summer when it got really, really like July, August, 105 degree hot. She thought she had a roof leak and it was water running down the stairwell wall. And right at the top of the stairway in the hallway was that, that fan and there was so much hot air, you know, coming down into that hallway and then the cool air conditioned air, it was the walls were wet. And she was Yeah, like, we don't have that problem. Cow. We do have the yeah. little uh, like a stick on pad, you know, yeah. pad that we use. Yep. But I'm, I'm sure we're still getting air leakage through there. Yep. Yep. And so those fans are great and they'll cause they'll hold that insulation at the same value as the rest of the attic. The hard part with them is what you mentioned is they're they're smaller, so you got to kind of frame them in, and then you got drywall work and stuff on your ceiling because that fan is actually not as wide. They're making them to fit between trusses, so they're only like twenty two and a half inches wide. Right. And the bigger ones all you know were like a square back in the older days, so they require some framing, drywall, tape, mud, paint. It's you know that's where most people kind of go. Oh, they they just get lost in that whole process because it's so much work. Can I shoot you another question? Sure, go ahead. I have a gable vent fan in my attic, and the motor is burnt out. I'm not really sure it does me a whole lot of good because I have the ridge vents and good solid vents. What do you think? Um, yes, I would say you you don't need that um, if you have a good ridge vent that's working. And actually, when you when you have a ridge vent, those gable vents should be closed off. 
and, you know, not let any air through those gable vents anymore because it can short circuit, you know, how that ridge vent works and where it's pulling air from. And you want that intake to be way down low by your gutters and you want your exhaust to be way up high. So if your gable vent is, you know, two, three, four feet from your ridge vent, it'll pull from that gable vent instead of from the, the soffits down low. And it just kind of short circuits those. So I always recommend even cardboard or anything, you go in from the attic side, from the inside, and just close those off and, and you know, staple it on or whatever and just stop that air from coming through there. Okay. Sound good? Thanks, Rich. Have fun with your wallpaper. Oh, I will. We're going to get back at it tonight. I appreciate that. <laughs> A lot of fun. I'm going to get to a break here. Thanks for the call, Don. For everybody else, if you have anything in the last segment, we'll have some time. 314-241-9797. All right. We are here. Final segment of the show. So if you have any questions for me, we have some time. Or if you want to try and sneak in at the last minute and swipe up these Billikens tickets, Give me a call, 314-241-9797. Ask a question on the air. When you call in, leave a phone number, and we will uh, pick a winner at the beginning of the week, and we'll call you, get your address information, everything, mail the tickets out to you. So should be a lot of fun. It is for Saturday, November 24th. It's an afternoon game. I believe it's at 3 p.m., and it's uh, Section 102, Row K, some good, really good seats, and it's it's great fun for everybody. I've uh, got four tickets here, so family of four would be a great little thing to get out and maybe do with a couple kids or, or whatever. So I've been there, and I really did enjoy it. And I'm not a, a really big, big basketball fan, but I love sports in general. I just like, you know, all the, the work and you know, the stuff that goes into it. I grew up playing soccer and stuff and, you know, was always into kind of that hard work and the, the good feeling after you, you win or you, you know, have teammate camaraderie, all this stuff is just a great thing. So I, I pretty much enjoy any kind of, you know, sports like that, but I think it'd be a lot of fun for you. So try and get in on that. Leave a phone number when you call 314-241-9797. And uh, we have uh, Dave on the line, um, wants to talk about some uh, backsplash tile, I think, trying to uh, remove it. Are you there, Dave? Yes, I'm here, and I'm trying to remove the uh, existing backsplash, the tile backsplash, and replace it, of course. And I'm looking for an easy way to, rather than a jackhammer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) an easier way to uh, remove that tile backsplash and and leave something left that will accept, I guess, after some repair, new uh, tile. Can you help me? Yeah. So I got to tell you, it's it's almost like that wallpaper we were talking about. Oh, don't say. I heard that. Don't say. It's very hard and very tedious, and a lot of times it will destroy you know, the, the drywall so much, you know, if it's peeling the paper completely off, what happens is you get into so much repair that you, you just end up needing to replace the drywall. So, um, the, the last one I I worked on with, with a a good friend of mine, he, I, I stopped by their houses probably two or three years ago or something, and they were trying to get it off and it was just destroying 
you know, the, the backer and all that, the drywall paper. And it was, it was chunks were coming out of that drywall. And I just told him, I said, look, let me get some tools. We just took his upper cabinets down and literally cut the drywall out and just ripped the tile and the drywall out together. And then uh, the good thing with that method is your, your tape joint, you can put it behind the upper cabinets. So you don't have to be good at it. And then you have a perfect flat surface, you know, to put that new tile on. Um, Because that's another challenge with that tile is once you try and repair that drywall, you got to get that surface nice and flat, right? To really get that tile to sit nice and flat. So, yeah, most of us would take off the drywall with it. And you know what? I think I'll just I'll just learn to like what I've got on the wall now and go on to another project. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The only other way is. You just take your your chisels and stuff, and you're just trying to scrape and chisel that tile off the wall and get it back down to flat. There's real, there's real no good secret flooring. There's a good tool that they got that you know will like a jackhammer that'll scrape underneath it and everything. They've made it a little bit easier on flooring, but there's not too much of that I know of for walls. Okay, I, I appreciate your expertise, and uh, I'll give it consideration. And I got a good idea which way I'm going to go on this job. Thanks so much. All right. Perfect. No problem. You are very welcome. And another one of those tedious tasks going on that, you know, a hard thing to do. And you talk to anybody that does a whole lot of it and the drywall work is so much easier than, than trying to take all that time. And, you know, it's something that the way times have changed and and work has changed and, and how we price and, and, complete all this stuff, you know, labor has really gotten to be, labor is the expensive part of a lot of this. So, you know, trying to get a professional to do something like that, they're always looking for the quickest way because you'll spend more on the drywall and the tape and the mud and this and that, but you'll spend less on just the overall labor and time that it takes to get to the finish line. So, you know, there's different ways to look at it, whether you're you know, whether you have the time and it's a labor of love and you're not paying yourself, you can save a lot of money. Or if you're, you know, professionals are looking at like, how do I get through it really quick, you know, and, and, and the best way possible to try and make it not, you know, cost a absolute fortune to uh, do something like that. So, um, but, so I I wanted to kind of touch on, you know, um, a, a thing we kind of discussed at our office, one of our other consultants had kind of brought it up in one of our meetings that, you know, it was just kind of a note about teamwork and talking about, you know, labor and people and, and, you know, how many people does it take and how long and, you know, how you work as a team to service, you know, clients to get through projects and to get, you know, things done and done in the best way and communicated the best way you know, the team that it takes to get through designing and drawing and figuring and selecting and all the way to building, you know, all in one house, all under one roof, you know, how, how we do it here at Mosby. And so what he was kind of relating to in his story was he went to Disney and ran, um, in, in a half a marathon down there. And he was talking about, just what really recollected with him was all the people that it took to put this event together and having thousands of people running in this, 
this race. And what Disney does as a team to schedule and figure and get everybody in the right place and have all the stuff and just, you know, the teamwork that it takes to get that done, you know, just kind of translated with us and what we do and and how we do it here at Mosby, having a team of people from architects to designers to, you know, consultants like myself that understand the, the building and the construction and how to get it right and, you know, make sure we do the right thing all the way through purchasing the stuff. I mean, there's things behind the scenes too, is who gathers everything? Where do you store it? How do you get it? Um, all the way through production and getting it built and who runs it and make sure it happens on time. And, you know, it takes a, a whole team of people and, you know, looking at how well we get through that and how well as a company we, you know, service and help people and thinking back of trying to do that on my own years and years ago. And just like, it was so difficult and you're wearing 15 different hats and trying to get through stuff and, you know, cost could be great then, but there's just, what are you getting out of it on the service end and how it gets done? And, you know, one of the most important things to people is, you know, getting it done on time, right? So you don't have to do it twice. That is what we do. That is really what Mosby Building Arts is all about. So I would definitely urge everybody too, if you're thinking about any of this stuff, feel free to give us a call you know, you can call in our office, 314-909-1800, and even schedule me to come out, and I can take a look at what you got going on, and we can get you through it, and we can help you in the best way possible and just get you educated on, you know, what's happening and everything. So I urge you to, you know, let let me, let Mosby come out and, and kind of make your home, you know, so it never felt so good to you before, and so you absolutely love it, and we can do that. So, Hey, it's been another great day, so I will talk to everybody next Saturday, and I urge you to stay tuned for uh, for Silla's. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.